A very warm welcome to the Kudos community. Kudo is a global leading provider of monetization applications for global users. It's creating a cleaner, more equitable world by making use of billions of dollars of underutilized hardware from around the world and then redistributing it for the betterment of communities and organizations. A big, big thank you to our sponsors AMD, a multinational semiconductor Goliath developing GPUs and CPU processors across the globe for gamers, designers, service providers, pretty much all walks of life. And to Algorand, currently building the technology that will accelerate the convergence between centralized and traditional finance by enabling the creation of next-gen financial products. For more information and to support the Kudos podcast, why not check out our sponsors in the description below. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into our latest KudoCast, Episode 7. As voted by our Telegram and Twitter community, the Kudos Cast will be a weekly podcast covering a broad range of topics. Today, we're talking about, is blockchain creating diversity? On Episode 6, we had Sophie Brown from THG, and we kind of touched very at the very end um, on women in tech. And I think, you know, we, we kind of missed a trick there, and I'd really like to extend the, the conversation as well. So I'm really, really happy today, over the moon, to welcome Lavinia Osborne, the founder and host of Women in Blockchain Talks. Uh, Lavinia, welcome to the Kudos Cast. Welcome to the show. Please, could we start by introducing yourself to our audience? Sure. Well, thank you for having me on. I'm very happy to be here and to talk about a very important subject in the sphere of blockchain, uh, of society, of course, diversity, diversity and inclusion. So as Pete clearly said, <laughs> my name is Lavinia, Lavinia Osborne, and I'm the host and founder of Women in Blockchain Talks. I've been in the blockchain sphere now for the last several years. I came into the space properly around about 2017. And I came into this sphere because my background, what I was doing predominantly, because I still dabble in this area, is financial well-being and money mindfulness. So financial well-being is not uh, IFA work and independent financial advisors. So I don't give advice. I never gave advice. But what I did, I spoke to people about their relationship with money. And of course, if you're speaking to people about their relationship with money, you're going to touch on the past, the present and the future. And of course, the future of money is blockchain, cryptocurrencies, as we're seeing more rapidly. And so, of course, when I started learning about this, it wasn't as easy as it is today to be able to set up an account and buy crypto, buy Bitcoin. And so I investigated and I understood what Bitcoin was, but I, I was totally clear, clueless as to how to purchase my first Bitcoin. And then I started working for a blockchain company up in the city in Shoreditch. And, and then I was able to, because that was like, you know, hackers, people have been in the space for many years, because you really had to be a hacker or of that ilk to be able to know how to purchase Bitcoin back in those days. And when I say those days, I'm talking about, you know, 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12, that sort of thing. So 2017 seemed quite late. And for a lot of people, they think, you know, getting into this space, crypto, blockchain is late, but it really isn't. Anyway, I digress. And so I couldn't really get into Bitcoin because I didn't know how to purchase, but I started hearing about the technology, blockchain, blockchain. And I was like, oh, that sounds quite interesting. And because I'm very entrepreneurial minded, I was like, oh, it has a lot of business application and it has a lot of social impact. 
use cases and I was hooked from then. And yes, I started going to an event and I launched uh, Women in Blockchain Talks back in the September 2019. So two years later, we're going to be celebrating our second anniversary. Fantastic. Well, congratulations and happy anniversary in, in advance. <laughs> Do you know, I, I absolutely love hearing everyone's stories of how they got into uh, to kind of blockchain and crypto. And uh, But, you know, it, it's such a different range as well, right? So, um, but the, the, the one commonality is always that as soon as they started looking, it's like an instant addiction, right? <laughs> or obsession or whatever you want to call it, but just yeah. because of the possibility. And I think that's the first time, you know, everyone talks about these uh, major technological leaps that, that they come out. And the last one previous to this was probably arguably mobile. But, you know, who who kind of gets obsessed by a smartphone being launched? Oh, actually, I take that all back. I've seen the cues. <laughs> so, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's no one's trying to work out how the smartphone works. They just want a gadget that's in their hand that they can do things with. Maybe that's the way blockchain is going. And we'll be able to buy Bitcoin as, uh, as kind of, you know, as easy as that in the, in the future. Exactly. And and I mean, we're already seeing it, but I think the important thing to say about blockchain is that it's a technology that is disrupting smartphones. Yes, of course, they have disrupted mobile and how we how we access our bank cars, our, our friends and family even. But the thing with blockchain is that we have the ability to add a voice to what is being created. And if you look at the tech world right now, People have just created without taking into consideration diversity and inclusion. And I think this is the reason why there's so much, not hype, but expectation from blockchain, because it seems it's about democratizing what we already have. It's about giving a voice to the little people. It's about taking the power away from centralized figures and giving it to everybody. So it is decentralized. We don't have to ask permission from the big boys or the powers that be. And because of that, we have to have a voice that includes everyone. And I think this is the thing that makes blockchain unique from other technologies, because we've just gone with the status quo not questioning who's created it because it's been done from a centralized fig, a centralized place. Blockchain is about decentralization. Therefore, all of us should have a voice in what is being created. I couldn't agree more. Yes, it's it's a, it's a very special uh, time, I think. And you know, we we are huge advocates at, at Kudo and Kudo's network as well on on inclusion and diversity. So you know, it's very much part of our policy. So our kind of hiring strategy as well. And it goes beyond just the kind of expectation, right? So I think you know, I've come from a very traditional cloud world uh, prior to this, and you know, I said it on episode six as well. It's 98% male-dominated. It, 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 it really is. And, you know, the south coast of the UK as well, where, where I'm based, it's it's very kind of, it's not just male-dominated, but it's white male-dominated. And there just isn't that level of diversity. And I think, I think what you miss out on there is people from different backgrounds are going to give you more creativity, right? They're going to give you more angles to look at. And if you think about the actual consumer base for what you're trying to build, it's not it's not focused on, you know, kind of uh, one section of society, right? It's everyone. It's got to be inclusive. So why wouldn't you build a team that's kind of inclusive? Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's 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 really special. So, uh, you know, I know for a fact that a lot of our community will be very excited to have you here today. It's, you know, we've got a global community. 
Uh, <laughs> for, for everyone that's in our audience, we're, we're both waving at the screen. This might be on YouTube one day in the future. We'll we'll, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> you can check it out. Uh, until then, we'll put subtitles. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we one of our underlying products actually is is, is already about 145 countries. So it just goes to show that if you build a kind of application, you build software, it does speak to everyone, and yeah, that inclusion is, is really important. So. Before I carry on mumbling on, you know, today I'd love to speak to you about the whole kind of financial well-being side, and we'll dig a little bit deeper into that after your introduction. But to start off somewhere, I'd love to hear about Women in Blockchain Talks. Why did you start that and, and kind of what your vision is for it? Sure, yeah. So Women in Blockchain Talks was created because we have to have a voice in this space. The key impetus for starting Women in Blockchain Talks was I remember being in the space and um, I shifted careers and I was like, what am I going to do? I'm not a coder. I'm not techie like that. And I was like, what what can I bring to the space? You know, because at that time it just felt like all the rock stars and, you know, all people really wanted was the, the engineers and the coders. And they still do because we cannot take away from the fact that blockchain you know, is is very revolutionary, but it's tech. It is tech at the end of the day, right? But the thing about blockchain is very entrepreneurial as well, right? And it is Web 3.0, you know, it is a second coming of the internet. And for me, what makes the internet so successful is because people have embraced, embraced that technology and they've created on it. Now, there are Obviously, lots of issues with uh, blockchain interoperability, scalability. But again, like I said, there's very bright minds out there who are creating different blockchain because there's diff- many different blockchains for those who are un- unaware. It's not just a blockchain or two blockchains. There's many blockchains out there. And so there's many bright minds who are creating blockchains as we speak. But at the time, there was a lot of events going on. So obviously, pre-COVID. <laughs> Oh, I still can't believe that actually. This is, yeah, anyway, that's another conversation. But, and a lot of, there was a lot of manuals, meaning panels that were just all male. And it was like, where are the women? And the feedback was, well, where are the women? We don't know where the women are. And it was just like, well, if you can't find them, because there's lots of women out there, let me help you, you know? And it wasn't just me thinking this, it was many women. There was a number of women thinking this, but obviously there's talking about it and doing it, right? So my thing was I wanted to, as I was starting to network in this space, I was coming across all these amazing women who'd been in the space for a long time, you know, proper ballers, proper pioneers uh, doing the do. And I just started to interview them. And it was like, by interviewing them, it's giving, give, giving a, amplifying their voice, number one. It's, showing representation because representation matters and number three it was saying to other women if they can do it and they are doing it then why not you why why not you or why can't you and also there are women in this space so if you want to come into this space there are mentors female mentors and leaders in this space and it's quite interesting Pete because I've had a lot of my platform what's different one of the key things that's different about my platform is that I'm open to all genders we're female-led female-focused but we're open to all genders and I really like to to amplify that because we're humans first right but ultimately we need men to be champions 
of what I do and of the women in the space and of bringing in more women, attracting and helping to attract more women in the space. Because as you touched upon, diversity brings more creativity. It brings different perspectives. And it's important that the technology that we're building today is representative of tomorrow, of the next generation. So, yeah, so that is why Women in Blockchain Talks was created to amplify, to show event organisers that there are women out there. And then also to just amplify the voices of the women in the space. And one of the key things as a woman of colour, a black woman, for me, it wasn't a case of just having, you know, I walk into a room and generally I'm the only person who looks like me. And so for my platform, I didn't just want European. I'm based in London, UK, I'm British of Caribbean descent, but I didn't just want white females or European. I wanted diversity. So I've had women from the Caribbean, from Africa, from Latin America, from all over Europe on my platform. And I love it because each of them have something different to bring their stories, their ideas, their thoughts, their passions, their experience. And even if you may not be Italian, for example, I've got an Italian speaker, maybe she went to the same university as that black British person in the crowd and she will relate. So it's not about, you know, just the aesthetics. It's about the experience. But in order to get that experience, you have to you know, get your, um, the stories, stories are so important from different individuals from around the world. So yeah, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I know exactly where we're going to be coming as well. So we, we when we need to organise panels as well. So I think this is this is brilliant. So we've only done one panel ourselves where we've organised it. That was kind of uh, around about the time we did a token launch. Uh, and we were, we were very fortunate to, you know, to, to, to have one of the kind of lead directors from, from Binance join us, Binance Smart Chain on the charity side. And but going forwards, we want to be doing this on a, you know, more regular basis it's kind of I don't know, it's just a really nice way to interact with your community isn't it yeah um, so really we will be tapping you up Lavinia don't worry <laughs> you are on the list and we will be asking to use your network as well so I think that's fantastic so I mean at these events the ones that you kind of organize and uh, and host directly what's the what's the focus within those events or is it kind of interchange each time the focus, the real focus is to highlight to individuals listening, men, women, that blockchain is here to stay. There's lots of opportunities, but we're just hearing the stories from the female voice. That's it, really. So it's to blockchain is the star in all of this and all the things that come with blockchain, smart contracts, DeFi, NFTs, stable coins. So all of these subject matters are touched upon. Um, and of course, the importance of recruiting and enticing and inviting more women, more diversity, marginalized groups into the space. But of course, the subject is always going to be about blockchain because it's about women in blockchain talks. And so from the events, the monthly events, it's grown over the last two years. We now have a podcast. We have a community, a free community for people to join. We have a membership. We have a campaign. And the campaign is to, again, invite, entice, attract 50,000 women, uh, more women into the space. So these are women who may not even 
have maybe maybe never even heard of blockchain, but they're looking for something. You know, they don't know what yet. I'm always of the mindset, you don't know what you don't know, right? So it's our job to spread the blockchain world, the word, sorry. And in doing that, my, you know, I do a lot of outreach. So reaching out to female groups, business groups, or VC groups, or what have you, you know, and seeing if I can talk to their members to tell them about blockchain. Because if you think about VC, venture capitalism, you think of DeFi, right? Um, There's lots of things going on in the VC world that blockchain is, or that is being impacted by because of blockchain. So all of these areas have the ability for people to come into the space and apply themselves, be it as a user, as a creator, or as a voyeur, (laughs) even, you know? Brilliant. So, yeah, that is what the focus is. And then, so that that campaign was launched back in May. And the, like I said, the objective is to bring in 50,000 women by 2023. So that's always a highlight. We do different courses and events around the different blockchain subjects. I recently did one on NFTs and I'm about to launch a marketplace, uh, NFT marketplace for women. So it's going to be for women, crypto or digital artists. And men can also, uh, will be able to uh, put their artwork or their pieces on the marketplace. But if they do, it has to have a female women-centric theme, you know? Fantastic. Okay. Uh, have you got a name for it yet or that you can share? Mm. <laughs> oh, okay, well, we'll keep it there. <laughs> I think I'm actually thinking crypto queens, but not queens, okay. Q-U-E-E-N-S, because it has a lot of connotations around it. But putting a bit of slang, you know, urban slang around it, but queens as in K-W-E-E-N-S, so crypto queens. <laughs> so like we'll <laughs> Excellent. Well, as, as soon as you've launched it, let us know and we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll share that with our community as well. Perfect. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. So uh, um, this is a this is a very kind of vague question. So it could be interpreted in, in, in any way you like. Uh, you know, it's, uh, let's let's have some fun in this conversation. But how do you see the future unfolding Ooh. from, from, from Lavinia's perspective? I think there's going to be more women coming into this space. What I love about this space, again, it is very creative and innovative. And I just think people need to know about it. And you have to also appreciate and understand the pandemic has hit a lot more women than it has men. And there's a lot of industries that are just gone that, you know, they're never really going to recover from from the pandemic. And so there's a lot of women who are looking for new careers, you know, not just graduates, but just women who maybe gave up work to look after the children or had to stay at home during the pandemic. And so they're looking for new opportunities and a lot of their skill sets are transferable to this space. And it goes back to what I was saying before when I started Women in Blockchain Talks. I was like, well, what can I do? And it was a a, a fellow female who's an engineer in this space. And she said, Lavinia, we need people like you because we, we may have these skill sets but to commercialize and to help blockchain get the traction that it needs and to be adopted by many rather than a few, 
we need people like you who can present, who can talk, who can connect, who can network, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not just a case of saying women should come into this space to just do all the soft skill jobs because there aren't women out there. I meet them all the time who do do the, you know, the hardcore engineering and what have you. You need to appreciate, or whoever's listening to this, you need to appreciate that this space, again, and I, I, I keep using this word, is creative and very innovative. And so if you have an idea to create social impacts using blockchain, not all the time you're going to need to use blockchain, but let's just say you want to use blockchain or you want to use an element of DeFi or NFTs, et cetera, et cetera, then someone has to create it, right? Not everybody has the vision. And not everybody has the vision to execute as well. So we need everybody and anybody in this space bring your skills bring your ideas bring your innovations and this is what I love about hackathons I'm actually doing my first hackathon at the moment and honestly this is what excites me it gets me up every morning and puts a smile on my face because I feel like I'm growing you know I'm I'm and no one is giving I don't have to ask anyone's permission to do it it's just there and so many of these opportunities are free you know you come into my community or any many of the communities out there I'm sure your community is the same you can ask questions and people are always happy to help you know point you in the right direction and some of these opportunities again like the hackathon it's free you know it's free it's like amazing so I just say to a lot of people and a lot of women particularly women stop getting in your own way stop making excuses you know stop thinking that you can't and think that you can and just say yes and see where it takes you it may not be for you but on the way you might find something that is right so that's what I say about blockchain and stop there's so much fear around the tech Oh, it's too techy or it's tech. I, what do I know? Who am I? Like, I'm never going to learn this stuff. I'm too late to the game. Stop it. So I think there needs to be more people doing what I'm doing, like out doing outreach, advocating. And we need companies like yourselves and the bigger ones, the crypto, you know, the ones with funds behind them to support communities like mine because if you want the traction you know you can't just go to the big boys with the big money you've got to start from the grassroots right because if not it will just die a death so to speak so I see a lot more collaboration I see a lot of fertility still in the crypto space but I do I think like companies like Amazon because you heard Amazon they're looking to take crypto payments on Amazon I think a company like that is going to help open up the space more. Um, it's just going to be more accessible, more plausible. Oh, well, if Amazon's doing and I use Amazon, maybe it's not so bad. It's not so scary, you know. And also Facebook, um, even though I know for many people in the blockchain sphere, Facebook is the devil. <laughs> but I commend their efforts to leverage the, the 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 trend, the interest, and they're talking about something to do. I haven't read too much, so I can't talk too much on it, but um, creating a metaverse. And, you know, they're very, how can I put it? No one can take away what, what Facebook has done for social media. We cannot take away. A lot of people have become millionaires off the back of it. So I don't see them as devils, but they do have a lot of power and how they wield that power is questionable. But that can be said with any company, right? So um, 
I'm quite intrigued to see what they're going to create and how that could potentially benefit the smaller guys. Well, the, 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 you've, I mean, you've, you mentioned it, the metaverse. So, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, when was it? Probably a couple of weeks ago now, but he said that I think it's by 2025, Facebook will be a full metaverse experience, i.e. I will be able to jump into a virtual world and meet you for a coffee. We can go play games together. We can go watch, we can go to the cinema. We can watch films together, you know? So it's kind of, uh, it's taking it from that 2D screen and putting you into that kind of 3D, 3D environment. And this is where kind of NFTs and everything come in, right? So it's like a digital transformation. It was actually our dear friends at Crypto AM that broke the story um, on, oh, wow. on Amazon. Uh, yeah, well, well done, well done, James and team for yeah. uh, for that key. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think um, you know anything like this is kind of raising awareness, bringing people in, and the community piece is really cool, right? So you know, coming from a kind of more traditional corporate enterprise type background. I couldn't have imagined running a Telegram channel, right? With, with ten thousand people in there talking about the business, um, you know, it just, it, it, it just, uh, it's just so far apart in, in in this kind of how the worlds operate. But I think this is absolutely brilliant because, like you say, anyone can come in, anyone can get involved, ask questions. The community becomes your biggest fan base. They also become your biggest test group. They also become your biggest customers. You know, it's it's they become your your networkers that, that go out and uh, kind of bring you other opportunities as well. So so knowing that we and not just us, but this is kind of every blockchain, right? So you know, within this space, you know, that kind of whole decentralized model. Knowing that you know we're part of that community and you know building it with them, it's just a really nice feeling. You know, it's. It feels like home. It's somewhere that you belong. And this is the thing. A lot of people, what is community ultimately? Community is a place where someone feels like they belong, you know? And so that is what is, well, that's one of the key things that always attracted me about blockchain, the community aspect, you know? And I think corporate or not corporate, communities are becoming big business for companies because they get that people want to be part of the conversation as as far as they can be part of the conversation. Um, and, and blockchain is definitely tucked into that. And um and 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 I I just think it's 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 a great place to build the next future leaders as well. I always kind of feel like during this kudos cast we might break out in song. I don't know. <laughs> it's got that feeling. Uh, so I, I saw um, I saw an article. <laughs> I told you. I told everyone. <laughs> I could feel it. It felt like a Disney moment. <laughs> so I read an article this week, I think it was, earlier this week. Point Telegraph, it featured yourself. It was talking about kind of NFTs and, you know, how that's, I think you've already kind of touched on it, the whole creativity piece and how could that brick could bring in a lot of women into into the space as well. So, I mean, I wanted to ask you how you see blockchain kind of leveling the playing field. Is, is, is that part of it? Yes, I really, I mean, let's just break it down. What is blockchain about? It's about decentralization. It's about giving voice to everybody. It's about democratization or and taking the old and and creating new with the old and and that when you start breaking down those paradigms, those stale old paradigms, it creates it you have to think of yin and yang. So it's going to create the opposite ultimately, right? Ideally. And ideally that means it's creating more space for minorities. It's creating more space for 
different genders, right? Um, and women, ultimately. And I think that NFTs, what NFTs does, as mentioned in the article, um, is that it, it allows the creative individual to look at ways to protect their assets and to open up their market space, right? So they're not looking at, oh, let me get into blockchain to do NFTs. They're like, I've, I do this. I'm a creative. I want to make money from it. How can I make money from it? Everybody's talking about NFTs. Let me see what NFTs are about. And like I did an event recently on NFTs and um, it was all women except one guy. And when we actually, in the, the essence, the, what made my event different was that we weren't just talking about NFTs and what it can do for you. It was like, we're actually going to create one right here, right now. Because most people, their fear is, how do I get started? The technology, like, what if I'm doing it wrong? And then they think, okay, let me do it. Let me try it. Or they watch a video and it just feels complicated because it's just outside of their comfort zone, right? Even me doing what I do, I've been wanting to create an NFT for ages, but I really, when I did this event and, you know, I've got a big up Rarible, uh, Masha from, from Rarible, she came on and she basically held our hands. And when she did it, it was like, oh, it, it's not that hard. It's, it's not as difficult as I thought, you know? And that's what I mean, again, how we get in our own way of doing things, right? So anyway, we, a, a number of the ladies, they minted and they were so ecstatic and it was just wonderful to see. So the point of what I'm saying here is that what blockchain does and what NFTs does and what crypto does, it lowers the barrier to entry. And if it lowers the barrier to entry, that means more people can come in. And there is a reason, there's a report saying that the, the people actually trading crypto, there's a lot of my minorities and women. Why? Lower barrier to entry. We're not having to go through the white male paradigm of finance. This is how much you've got to have. And if you don't have this, then you, are, you can't be part of the clique. You can't have access to the opportunity. Whereas with blockchain, crypto, NFTs, that's not the case. Yes, gas fees may be high, but, you know, we pay what we pay for what we want to pay for. So, you know, it isn't taking you out of the game. It just means that it's an inconvenience, the, the fees, right? So in that being said, someone who is an artist, a female in particular, she may think, okay, well, let me try this. Let me try. And... In the trying, they start learning about crypto and they start learning about blockchain. And that is how we bring more people in. It's more organic, you know, and it's it, it feels more congruent to the individual rather than like myself. I was just interested in this space. And then, of course, I came into it, I fell into it. But not everyone has my journey and would just fall into this space. But there's many creative people out there. And what I love as well, you've got 15-year-olds and 13-year-olds and 9-year-olds coming into this space because of, of NFTs. So, you know, God bless NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and do you know, the, the way I was thinking about this earlier, um, you know, before we came on to, to, to this kiddos cast, like NFTs have got so much potential value, right? And you know, right now we're kind of at a nascent stage of the kind of technology itself, so NFTs. And very naturally, art, 
collectibles, anything like that is 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 going to catch people's attention. Especially, you know, when you've got a kind of eight bit picture, two D picture that sells for two point five million or whatever the latest CryptoPunk went for, or, or people doing the sixty nine million. That kind of stuff is going to grab people's attention, right? Because they see a big figure and they think. What? what what is this kind of nft stuff you know what is this digital art why is it selling for so much so that draws people in that attracts people in like you say and if you're a creative person you're naturally going to be drawn to that and and that's fantastic that's what kind of brings people into the industry that's what helps the the technology kind of early adopting uh, grow and and i think by that point and this kind of goes back to the earlier uh, what we were talking about earlier that as soon as you kind of step into this industry you're hooked right and it might have been because initially you wanted to see what the value of that token or that NFT was uh, going up and how fast and <laughs> tell all your friends. But but after that, it starts in like, oh, this technology is seriously cool. It can do this. Oh, the, the philosophy of it and, you know, how it's uh, anyone from in the world can be included and, and get in. So all of that starts to creep in. And I think what that then does is it builds this base this future base of people from all different backgrounds, genders, race, uh, region, you know, whatever that's going to be, all different backgrounds that suddenly they've been drawn into the market because it's something very appealing and they can relate with. And then they learn the technology and they become the next entrepreneurs. They become the next, uh, you know, doesn't not necessarily even leaders, but the next engineers, the next in the marketers, the, everything and around. And yeah, I think that's the kind of the beauty of blockchain and the community of course accelerates that because they instantly feel like they've been welcomed and they've got a whole family around them yeah know. exactly Beautiful so thing. i i yeah the the i'm very very excited about this space and like i said before yes right now there are a couple of things we have to be aware of and cautious of in regards to nfts and that is the fact that you know there's lots of people coming into the space wanting a piece of the pie. And so people have bought at a high price and they could lose value, but it depends on why they bought in the first place. Are they holding? Are they looking to sell on? There's a number of people who have actually received free NFTs that are stated to be worth 10, 10, however much it's worth, like quite a bit of money, right? Um, The other thing that we need to think about is, of course, the legalities around NFTs, you know, ensuring that you are the legal owner of that NFT and what that actually means. And that is for the creator as well as for the buyer. You know, make sure you're stipulating clearly what you are selling. So, yeah, but with anything, there's going to be trials, tribulations, but that's what it's that's what growth is all about, ultimately. And that's the same across not just tech, really, but, you know, yeah. all kind of areas. It always starts a little bit wild, wild west. And then that yeah. kind of protection comes in, that education comes in. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we talked quite a fair bit. I mean, we just started talking about consumer there, but we talked a fair bit about, you know, how we can bring kind of more diversity in from um, from, from actually building these projects. Right. So I want to kind of flip it around and talk more about the consumers and the kind of inclusion diversity on that side. So from a consumer perspective, in that case, is, is blockchain technology accessible to all backgrounds? Yeah, I do think it is. I do think there's a lot of work to be done in regards to blockchain, if you think about it, is quite, it's coding, the language is code, right? But a lot of the information that is out there is in English. And so one of the things that we're looking to do, we are doing, is translating some of the content I've created into different languages. Because... If we want diversity and inclusivity, then we have to promote some of the information that is out there 
or provide it or provide a way using tech because there's lots of things like Babel you can use on a website, et cetera, et cetera, that can translate the information so that everybody, you know, can have access to this information and, and, um, and be inspired by it. I look at El Salvador. They've decided to incorporate Bitcoin, right? Make it a legal tender. And of course, Bitcoin isn't blockchain and blockchain isn't Bitcoin, but it definitely gets people thinking about what the technology is behind Bitcoin, right? So to me, that's a perfect example of how blockchain is bringing in consumers via Bitcoin and via that country, making it legal tender. Um, I look at different places such as Africa and how they have embraced crypto because there's a lot of people, you know, let's remember how and why blockchain came about from the financial crash of 2008. It was like, why do certain groups of people have so much power, financial power over the everyday person, right? And blockchain has been used to create solutions still um, ongoing, better solutions for the underbanked and the unbanked. So yes, I do think that it is um, catering or even providing services. So it's up to the entrepreneurs to create those products and services, of course, to invite different members of society into this space as consumers. And NFTs are obviously a perfect example of consumerism. There's lots of people buying rather than creating. And I, and I do think if, if and when Amazon do start accepting crypto, then that's another example of how, how blockchain is creating more diversity for consumers. I mean, that Amazon is a, a behemoth, so they have everyone and anyone, right? But I do think it's very important when we're thinking about creating solutions to think about languages, to think about disabilities such as blindness and deafness, how are we catering for those people so that there is true diversity and not just diversity on the aesthetics? Absolutely, I agree. Do you think there's a, a, a risk to, to blockchain as well? I mean, we've, we've, we've kind of pumped it up and talked about how much we love the technology because I think we're both clearly very passionate about it. But, you know, uh, probably about a month ago, there was an article someone had released about, um, you know, Cryptocurrency and uh, cryptocurrency really, and more more so than the underlying technology blockchain itself, but is creating hypercapitalism. So, do you think there's a there's a risk that you know this uh, the technology could be taken the the wrong way and used as a as another tool to kind of take advantage um, of of people, or, or do you think kind of blockchain is kind of more padded from that from you know from the conversation we've been having? One hundred percent, it can be used to take advantage of people. I mean. We've already got scammers in the in the ecosystem. They're taking advantage of people's lack of knowledge, but that's been going on with the finance industry for how long? So what's the difference? I don't see the difference. To me, I feel like I've got more control with crypto and it is very volatile. The market, you know, has hurt. Well, not even hurt, but a lot of people are crying at the moment because, but it's, I mean, it's coming back. But at the same time, a lot of people have cried with fiat currency. So I don't see what the difference is. It's like, you've got to remember, technology is a tool. How it's used is by the individual. If they have a, a wicked heart, then they're going to use it for wickedness. If they've got a good heart, then they'll use it for goodness. And so 
yes, we do need regulation, but I think I don't, what my fear is with regulation, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't have it because we 100% need to have it. But my only concern, or not only, but one of my concerns is that can it put limitations? Can it, it's about decentralization. So with regulation, how decentralized can we be, so to speak? And these are the things that I don't have the answer to that I'm not aware of. And all I, my main objective right now with blockchain, with women in blockchain, women in blockchain talks, first and foremost, is to promote diversity and inclusivity in this space. But me, Lavinia, is to promote blockchain and the, the, the capabilities and the, the potential that can be used, used for good, blockchain for good, that can be done with it. And if there's more good, then hopefully the good people will win out. But you look at the internet. I mean, the, the, it has been bastardized by, by many people and used for, like, when I think about the internet and porn, for example, and how it has desensitized our young people in regards to, you know, sex, it's, it's, it, it makes me weep. But this, this is the world we live in. Right, people will use this technology, the internet, blockchain, for the things that they want to use it for. But hopefully, the good will be the louder sound when it, particularly with blockchain, Ed- education and regulation. Yes, um, yes. I think um, you know just before the internet. If it, let's talk. Let's talk about when the car first came out, right? So I, you know, this is just a classic case, and actually, we could probably relate this to the SEC, right? So the SEC still still haven't caught up on uh, necessarily updating for digital assets, the rules around kind of securities and stuff. So, you know, it's still working on um, kind of old regulation and, and trying to apply it to a new technology. But when, when the when the cars first came out, um, uh, there used to have to be someone that would walk in front of the car to make sure that it wasn't going faster than a horse, right? Because that was the speed limit. <laughs> and and then when they lifted that, it then became that they couldn't go over, I think it was 20 miles per hour because there was a fear that um, a human skin would actually fall off right? <laughs> if they were to go faster than that. So yeah, no, this happens with all new technologies. And then and then the, the going to go into that argument that uh cryptocurrency is used for illicit means you know that kind of whole negative stigma that's put out into the media so is cash as you said and um and cars were once blamed because the police were still on horses whilst the criminals had got cars uh and one was going faster than the other so yeah it's 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 just i think we go through this cycle with with kind of all all new technology that comes through where it's evolving quicker than the, the kind of regulation and at the rate that people kind of being educated or the yeah. kind of mainstream being educated on that. So, okay, fantastic. And the talking about edu- education, let's let's kind of go from women in talk to talking uh, to to your other kind of focus, and that's really kind of around the financial well-being using blockchain tech. So, can you talk to us uh, about that? Give us a bit more information on the what and the why. So sure. So um, so as I said. 2008 my life changed and it was you know the crash really affected me on on many levels um and uh so financial education financial wellness started to become a focus for me and what I like about blockchain in regards to financial wellness like I said when you're talking to people about their relationship with money you're going to touch on the past the present and the future and what I like about blockchain in regards to this element financial wellness is a number of things taking a step back is that there's still so many people who don't understand how money works 
who have a fear around creating money, earning money, holding money, saving money, investing in money. They, they don't understand and they have so much fear around it. So a lot of people, particularly women, will have fear around tech and money. The two things that can actually help them make money, particularly right now in this time. Um, so what I love about blockchain, and I touched on it before, is the low access to barrier. You know, you can do £20 a month, just, um, you know, cost, pound cost averaging. And so relevant of if the market is going up, if you just do £20 and that means what you've already got goes up and if it's low, you're buying more of that asset. And so it averages itself out over the, over a space of time, be it six months or a year, what have you. But most people, a number of people can, um, you know, afford 20, 50 pounds a month. And you're probably going to get a better return than just putting 50 pounds a month in a savings account, right? The interest rate in the UK at the moment is what? 0.05, if not less than that. Um, I haven't checked, but it's very, very low. So cryptocurrency gives a very low access to barrier to start saving and investing in an asset that has traction, that's already proven that, yes, it's very volatile, but you can make money from it, right? So 20, 50 pounds a month, most people can put that aside and not think about it, right? The other thing is um, with NFTs, so it is a digital asset and with digital assets, depending on the value it has and understanding the whole blockchain space and DeFi, decentralized finance, just like you have in the real world, lending companies, you have lending companies in the DeFi space on the blockchain, and they're focused solely within that space. So, you know, people, you may have been gifted a, and I, this story, like what I'm about to say has actually happened. So it's very plausible. So an individual was gifted a NFT by from um, Gary, uh, Gary V, Gary Vernachek, and the big social media guy. So they were gifted this, and then they wanted to, you know, they weren't sure that they didn't want to sell it, but they did want to leverage the value of it. So it was valued at 10K, um, $10,000. And then they went through, I believe it was Avi, and they had it appraised and they used it as collateral to get a 50% loan from their NFT, right? So this was then given to them in stable coins. They cashed it out. One bam, banking man, they've got $5,000 in Fantastic. their account, yeah. right? And so, this is what I call wealth creation and wealth creation for the everyday guy and girl who are willing to come into this space and learn about it. Because if you have an asset, a digital asset, be it an NFT most or crypto or a portfolio, because of course, as well as you know, with crypto uh, currency platforms or crypto exchanges, sorry, you can stake your your crypto and then sometimes you will get a good interest that means you're making what you've got work for you and so there's so many different ways much more accessible ways yes there's a complication of learning but still to leverage what you've got to make money and that really turns me on as a person wanting to help people come out of their financial comfort zones and elevate their financial status. Brilliant. Brilliant. And uh, 
Um, a, a little bit of a shield here for kudos, of course, because we've just launched our on-chain stake. And so that, that was very relevant uh, to what you said there. So we've tried to make that as easy as possible. Uh, a couple of buttons and uh, absolutely, you know, it, it pays the yield and it's, it's better than what you would get in a kind of typical bank. So I think that's the future. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of articles coming out saying that staking is going to be a 40 billion industry. So it just, you know, by 2025, so it just goes to show you know, how much faith there is in this sector now and how quickly that's that's growing as well. Brilliant. So it's the, the term financial mindfulness, I think you actually called it money mindfulness money earlier. Mindfulness. Yeah, it's money mindfulness. So financial well-being is a part of money mindfulness, but money mindfulness is a concept that I actually created. Um, and it's got four pillars and the four pillars are money mindset. So how you think, feel, and yeah, what you how, what you think, feel and say about money. Um, And then there's money mastery, um, which is how you become bigger than your situation. Then you have money management, which is looking at, you know, the core sort of money, money elements of management. So savings, investing, budgeting and, uh, you know, just preparing for your future and then we have the last one, which is money mission. So it's like, what do you want your money to mean to you? Because many times we work hard for money and we're working hard for money to do what? Pay the bills. But to really and truly, we as individuals, and this is another thing about NFTs that I like, I'm kind of digressing. It's about value. I mean, I've heard, I heard the other day, I heard about a, a, a woman, she sold her heart, sold her love as an NFT. So her love, of course, belongs to her, but the NFT, the digital version of her love, she sold and she sold it for like, I think it was like a hundred grand or something silly like that. And what that says to me, what that, what that, that speaks to me in a way of value. We as human beings have so much value, but for one reason or another, you know, the environment that we're brought, brought into, we're, we're born into, or because of so- certain societal ideologies which are being addressed and questioned, but even still they exist, your value is seen more or less than another, right? What NFTs does, I think, in a way, it makes you start to question and think about your value right? Because your your value now is being digitalized. And you might say, well, well, isn't that the same thing as when we were, um, you know, creating a PDF or a book, an autobiography? No, it's different because NFTs is like a new technology. And the value of that technology has also got to be um, incorporated with how you see yourself, right? And I just think that NFTs, if you're like, people do like self-portraits or images of themselves and they use that as an NFT. And it's like, well, how much do I sell it for? Do I sell it? You know, I'm not worth that much. Oh my God, you know. But it's like questioning, well, how much do you think you're that? What is your value? What? How do you see your value and how do you measure that, you know? And, and I think NFTs are making people question and look at value and value of self. Does that make sense? It, it makes perfect sense. And I think, you know, this is, I know NFTs are obviously much more in the future. It could be mortgages, car ownership, land registries, stuff like that. But 
but certainly when you know in the now where we are at the moment with kind of the arts um, and everything it's, this is no different to going into uh, you know a, a, an art gallery and seeing that one piece that wow okay you're just kind of taken aback by it and you you stand there and you look at it for a while and then whether it's the colors popping out or it's something that, that relates to you or, or or you kind of find your own meaning in that you know why can't that happen on a digital representation which is essentially you know kind of what we're talking about here right so that person wrapping up their their love into an nft okay mm. i may not get it someone else may not got it you know not everyone will will get that but there will be that percentage of uh, people out there where they can relate to that and exactly. that's where the value comes from that's where they see the value exactly but first you've got to value yourself and you've <laughs> got to like obviously you know it's got to be within reasons within measurements or what have you or maybe not but the point being is that we I think we as people have to start valuing in ourselves more but not in an arrogant way so going back to money money mission money mission is like what do you want your life and your money what do you want your life to represent what legacy what meaning do you want it to have and how do you want your money to underpin that to to basically fund that fund that notion fund that idea that idea and so when you look at those four pillars so that they all feed into each other of course and because your mindset about how you feel about money and thus your relationship with money will change and then if you have a better relationship with money then you're going to want to put plans in place so planning savings investing you're going to want to do that and you're going to you're going to want to understand the difference between savings and investing you're going to be more willing to take the risk because you're educating yourself to take the risk right it's not something that is removed from you I don't understand that what do I know who am I to have that conversation with myself or with someone else or I need to abdicate the responsibility of my money and the future of my money to someone else because who am I to know this or who am I to ask questions rather than using an IFA, you know, as a resource to delegate what needs to be done. Too many times we abdicate the responsibility of our money to others, right? And many times you'll see years later, people have been scammed, the, the IFA or a company or the investment has run off, you know, and that's not to say that you yourself are not going to make mistakes, but I think too many people are scared of failure. It's like, it's part of life and you grow from it. You learn from it. And I read somewhere that there's many people who want to be millionaires, but they're too scared to even invest 10 pounds into something. Many people who've become millionaires, they've lost thousands or hundreds of thousands before they became a millionaire. And those who have a hundred thousand plus, they lost thousands before they got to a hundred thousand plus. So it's about Money mindfulness is about being taking the fear away or taking the fear outside of that relationship and then looking at money for what it is and then applying what's already in existence to create a plan that that works for you and that gives that makes you feel powerful and empowered not just about your money but about your future and about what you as an individual of value can bring to the table and create wealth from.
a bit of a UK sitcom reference here, so it's uh, only fools and horses, but not everyone becomes a millionaire by finding a rare pocket watch in a, in a garage in, in, in Peckham, right? So there's got to there's be a plan here. So, you know, work out your value, understand your value, come up with a plan, uh, follow the steps here. And you know, ultimately, there is a world of opportunity out there. Um, it just takes a little bit of time, a little bit of education, a little bit of dipping your toe, uh, you know, into the water. Getting burnt a few times is part of the natural process. But again, this is where the kind of beauty of the crypto community comes in, because you would struggle to find anyone within those communities that hasn't had those experiences already. And I think that's 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 brilliant because you just you can familiarize, you, you can instantly relate with a lot of people in there uh, and that, that help that support is there. So. Where, where where can we find out more, Lavinia? If if there's anyone in the that that's, that's listening right now says you know this is this is brilliant, I want to know more about you know how I can tap up Lavinia for kind of uh, money mindfulness and financial not advice but you know uh, discussions. Then where's best and how's best to get hold of you? So yes, yeah, so you can find me on LinkedIn. And then, of course, I've got my website, which we are going through a um, an update. So womeninblockchaintalks.com. So you can find me there. But yeah, LinkedIn is the is is the main place for now. OK, we're running out of time here. So I just want to kind of leave on, on one question as well. And just to kind of wrap up today's uh, kudos cast, what are the pros and cons that you see with with blockchain technology? So the pros is that it's accessible to, so remember, blockchain is a technology, right? So it's about the opportunities, I think, within blockchain. So the ecosystem that's creating. So accessibility for people to get involved, the community, the innovation and the creativity. So those are all the positives for me, right, in my opinion. The negativity is that it, the inoperability that needs to happen in order to make that excess more streamlined, yeah? Scalability. So there's lots of entrepreneurs in this space and there's lots of things they want to do, but because the scalability and the interoperability isn't there yet, it can be restrictive. And so you have to still be looking at what can I use to create the product service that I want to create, right? The other element is that it is tech. And so, you know, you do need to learn. You have to be willing to learn or understand what blockchain is and also the the technicalities around the different opportunities, right? So some people don't want to learn. They feel like, you know, I want to just make it, they just want it to be super easy. And to be quite honest, those people we don't want in the space, but it's going to be to their detriment because blockchain is touching on all industries so eventually you know you're gonna need to have some level of understanding i mean the internet let's let's talk about that you don't understand under the hood but you do understand that you need to have wi-fi wi-fi there's certain things that you do know technical things about the internet that you do need to understand in order to utilize it and leverage it right and it will be the same with blockchain and so those people coming in now, they will be able to take advantage of the system and hopefully create something that has a positive social impact for many and also a, fi- a financial impact for themselves. So to answer your question, again, it's you, 
got to be willing to learn on the negative side in scale of the scalability in operability and yeah it's tech and some people for for some people that's a negative <laughs> it's tech <laughs> that's um that's amazing and scalability sustainability interoperability yeah there's a lot of itties in here yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I completely agree and it, you know the, the internet took that same path Blockchain will take that same path, which is yeah. kind of earlier stage of the technology right now. We're yeah. doing our best to kudos to you know to to address all of those points as well, and you know there will be others uh, doing the same. So yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting to see. Oh, I I missed out the other one, community. So I knew there was another one. <laughs> it kind of rhymes with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, Lavinia Osborne, thank you very very much. This has been a fantastic kudos card. Really enjoyed myself. I think our <laughs> audience will appreciate it as well. You know, it's a it's a a different topic to what we've covered before but still very very much linked to, to blockchain i think the, the the kind of summarize really there's a whole lot of opportunity there everyone has got the opportunity to be included in this and to be active and to integrate into this uh, you know this wonderful practice technology community etc so if you're listening to this for the first time or if you're just getting into blockchain it really encourage you to just start reading start learning watching videos on youtube you know you'll be you'll be fascinated very very quickly uh, look up nfts you know find out what they are and uh, the kind of possibilities of them as well so very much encourage everyone to do that thank you very much again lavinia for joining us today hope thank you've you. had a lot of fun i have it's been great talking to you and the conversation has been enlightening and it just reinforces why i'm here and why we do what we do because you know, I, I would say this space is very generous and people, as I've touched upon before, are willing to help. So the more the merrier and just, you know, stick your toe in and then dive in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, very, very relative to the Olympics as well. I'm right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, brilliant. So a huge shout out to everyone that is tuned into this week's Kudos Cast. Uh, it's been a blast. huge huge thank you for tuning in and i'd like to thank our sponsors algorand and amd for more details you can check them out in the description and support this podcast for more content from kudos you can find us on youtube twitter instagram medium and you can also join our communities on telegram until next time adios and au revoir